All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the RS Sports Podcast. This is episode number 20, uh, Super Wild Card Weekend uh, that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Wednesday afternoon. As you know, we're going to be doing our shows every Wednesday afternoon um, and every Friday evening uh, or Friday afternoon. You can check my social medias. I always post times, uh, changes, things like that. Fridays are going to be our NBA shows and Wednesdays, of course, until the Super Bowl is over. And uh, we're in the offseason is going to be our NFL shows. Um, the MLB shows that shows are actually uh, coming up to uh, coming this spring. Um, you know, when spring training starts and everything and the MLB season gets going, I'm very excited about that. But uh, this is, a, as I said, our super wild card weekend special. We had a lot going on in super wild card weekend this week. Um, and I'm going to jump right in here. We're going to start with the uh, the Steelers. Losing to the Browns, um, I did predict that if you were on my show last week. I thought the Browns were going to win by three. They won 48-37, and not many people expected uh, the Browns to open up the game the way they did. And uh, and that's the reason I want to start there, is because the, the Browns scored within the first 30 seconds of the game. It was 7-0 Browns. Off a bad snap, you know, uh, that that was all the center's fault, you know, and then the, the Steelers couldn't fall back on it. And even if they would have, there was a chance for a safety. So you have seven nothing Browns. Then Ben Roethlisberger throws an interception, make that fourteen nothing. Uh, touchdown! Another touchdown was scored by the Browns in the first quarter. By the end of the first quarter, it was twenty eight nothing Browns. And by the end of the first half, uh, I believe it was thirty five seven Browns. Um, but I got you know I got to give credit where credit's due. Ben Roethlisberger threw three picks in the first half. He did not throw a touchdown. In the second half, he threw four touchdowns and only one interception. Now, granted, he had four interceptions on the game and he had four touchdowns, but he also threw for over 500 yards. Um, and, you know, we don't know if this is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last season in Pittsburgh. We don't know what the future holds for Ben Roethlisberger. He had been talking about retiring. He has one more year left on his contract. Um, I can see Ben Roethlisberger actually coming back for another year. Um, and I can see him just just because he might not want to go out uh, on that note. Uh, Landon in the chat says that Big Ben needs to retire. And, you know, there there are some people that think that Big Ben needs to retire. And he, he very well might be. Because what I've, seen, um, what I've seen this year out of Big Ben Roethlisberger is he can't hang with the young guns like he used to be able to. Right, his age is getting up, is catching up to him. We saw that with the Browns game. That's why that's one of the main reasons I predicted that the Browns were going to win this game by three. Having Kevin Stefanski or not, I still thought the Browns were going to win this game because a they're they're the Steelers' last five games they went one and four. Now they started the season eleven and zero, and you can credit that to their terrific defense. The Steelers had no run offense. And they have a quarterback who's aging. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no question about that. Ben Roethlisberger is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But he's also, I believe he's 37 or 38 years old in a league where you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes who's in his mid-20s that's doing all sorts of stuff. And he's in the running for MVP every year. He's one of the best in the league right now. Ben, I, ben Roethlisberger has not shown me enough to say that he can hang with the young guys. Now, if he hangs it up this year, 
it's going to be a Hall of Fame career. If he hangs it up next year, it's he's, it's going to be a Hall of Fame career. There's no question about it. The question is, how does Ben Roethlisberger want to go out? Because Ben Roethlisberger might not want to end his last game throwing four interceptions. And, uh, you know, granted, he again, he threw four touchdowns and five, uh, 500, over 500 yards. And he's, you know... I, I don't know if that's the note that probably not. I would assume that Ben Roethlisberger wants to go out on the note that he wants to go out on. I can see him coming back for another year. He has one more year left on his contract. And frankly, I think he could get the Steelers to the playoffs. But if, if you're Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger comes back for another year, you need to get Ben Roethlisberger a good offensive line so that he has some time to throw the ball. And you need to get a running attack. You need to get uh, some a good, you know, the Steelers' running attack was one of the worst in the leagues this year, so you need a running attack. Landon says he's 38, making many mistakes, unlike Brady and Breeze at that age. And, you know, that's a really good point. You know, Ben is 38 years old. Brady and Breeze. Breeze is 42. Brady is either 44 or 45. And, you know, obviously Ben Roethlisberger is younger than them. But these two were still playing, you know, at the at, you know, very, very good football at that age. And, and, you know, I don't want to, com- I don't necessarily want to c- compare though, because there's no doubt about it. Ben Roethlisberger has had a hall of fame career. He's a first ballot hall of famer, but Lennon, I want to throw something at you that Drew Brees hasn't done. Brady's done it. Drew Brees hasn't, Drew Brees has not won multiple Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger has won multiple Super Bowls. Brady has won multiple Super Bowls, regardless of age or not. And, and, you know, that's a really good point that Breeze and Brady were playing better at that age. My my point being, if Ben Roethlisberger decides to come back, they need to get a running attack, and they need to get their offensive line healthy. Those are the two things you need. And, you know, re- if he retires this year or next year, it's going to be a Hall of Fame career. The Steelers said that they're trading him. If he doesn't retire, they said he's making too many mistakes. So I have not heard that. That's breaking news to me, Landon. Thank you. Um, but, and, and, and see, I don't, I don't agree with that move though. I don't agree that the, with the Steelers trading Ben Roethlisberger, because again, I go back to the point. Ben Roethlisberger is a good quarterback. Granted, I don't think he can hang with the young guys anymore. I think he runs into a little trouble with play with the playoffs, but Landon, can you imagine if the Steelers had a running attack in this game? I would have picked the Steelers if the Steelers would have had a running attack. Their defense was... I, you know, their defense got them through most of the season. But if, if the Steelers would have had a running attack, they would have been... I, I would have picked them to maybe even go to the AFC Championship. And, and you know, I don't I don't necessarily think they need to draft a QB. They're, they're actually talking about picking up Sam Darnold, which I, I don't think that's a very good move because I haven't seen enough from Sam Darnold yet. If they want to win, I think they probably should draft a QB. I don't know if they should draft a QB in this year's draft. I think they should wait a year draft a QB in next year's draft. Um, but enough said. I've been going on for seven minutes about the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, but thank you, Landon, for the comments. Um, they need a running attack. If, if Ben stays, I don't know if they have a first-round pick, actually. I'll have to look into that, Landon. But if Ben stays, they get a running attack, and they improve the offensive line, the Steelers could be a top team next year. And there's no doubt about it. This year, next year, when it, it, wherever, whenever Ben retires, it's going to be a Hall of Fame career. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it, nonetheless, the Browns get the win. 
48-37. The Browns played a great game without Kevin Stefanski. They played an absolutely phenomenal game without Kevin Stefanski. Everybody was playing well. Miles Garrett played well. Baker Mayfield played well. Kareem Hunt played well. Nick Chubb played well. They had all of their pieces working in that game. Congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. They're moving on to the next round. Our next game that we're going to talk about, not a shocker, 21-9 Saints over the Bears. I picked the Saints to win this game by 7 or 10. Um, just wasn't the Bears' year. They had, they were struggling with that QB situation, um, and the Saints are playing like one of the top teams in the NFC right now. The Saints could quite possibly go to this year's Super Bowl. Um, there's a lot of talk now um, with Deshaun Watson, who wants to leave Houston, that he could go to Chicago. I don't think that would be a bad move. I think Chicago, you know, needs to figure out what they want to do with Mitch Trubisky. Um, and th- th- there's nothing really more to it. The Chicago needs to figure out what they want to do with Mitch Trubisky. It was sort of a mediocre year for Chicago, and I feel like I say that every single year that it's a mediocre year for Chicago. Their defense is fine. They need to figure out their QB situation. That's the one thing they need to fix, and I don't think they need to fire Matt Nagy because a lot of people were talking about that. I think Matt Nagy's a good coach. And as for the Saints, I think they could run it all the way. I think they could go to the Super Bowl. Um, this being Drew Brees last year, I think it adds a little bit of confidence to Drew Brees. I think that you know Drew Brees you know, is going to want to win more now that it's his last year. He's going to want to go out on a high note, and I think that could, could uh, propel the Saints to the Super Bowl this year. But nonetheless, you know, not much more to say about that game. Uh, New Orleans has the fewest points allowed in a playoff game in team history now at nine points. They won 21 to nine. Congratulations to the New Orleans Saints uh, over the Bears 21-9. That was pretty much an expected game. Uh, the next game we're, talk- we're going to talk about is a game that actually really, really shocked me because I, I talked about it um, last week and I said that they if you were picking against the spread, this was an upset. But I didn't think this was an upset. I think the Titans should have been favored in this game. The Titans weren't favored in this game. They lost 20-13 to to the Ravens in an absolutely classic football game. They, they went back and forth and back and forth. You, never, you didn't know who was going to win this game. Lamar gets his first playoff win ever. Uh, and um, let me see something real quick. Baltimore is 6-0 on the road in wildcard games. Now, I picked the Titans to win this game. This was one of the games that I got wrong. I liked what the Titans were doing, but I want to I throw a stat out there. I believe they only held Derrick Henry. They, they held Derrick Henry under 100 rushing yards, and that is something that few teams in the NFL can say they've done ever because Derrick Henry is just a monster. He is a beast. Derrick Henry, over 2,000 rushing yards for his second consecutive season this year, and he's got the perfect combination of power and speed. There is no doubt in my mind that Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. He's going to be one of the best running backs to ever play the game. 43 total rushing yards for Derrick Henry. Thank you, Landon. And, that, and you know, credit where credit's due to the Ravens' defense. I mean, they held Derrick Henry to 43 rushing yards. Trucker315, what's up to you in the chat? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. But, um, again, I want to go back to Landon's point. 43 total rushing yards. This is Derrick Henry. This is a guy who has rushed for over 2,000 yards in the past two seasons. Not many teams could stop him. And here come the Ravens. And the Ravens played a very, very good game defensively. And Lamar Jackson played a great game. He struggled on that first drive. But we saw we saw him rush for two touchdowns, um, and he just he played an amazing game uh, all around. The Ravens played like a team that you know is put together, that is built to win, and 
you know, this was a shocker to me because, again, originally I picked the Titans to win this game by three. And obviously any game that you play with the Titans, you know, you got to get Derrick Henry going. That's that's the goal when you're uh, a team like the Titans because he's just, he's that good. My question now for a team like the Titans is, does this mean that without Derrick Henry, the Titans are not a, like not a very good team? Is Ryan have we been overestimating Ryan Tannehill this whole season? And has Derrick Henry carried Ryan Tannehill to the fame that he's been getting, the credit that Ryan Tannehill's been getting? Me personally, I'd have to see more. I think that Ryan Tannehill is an average quarterback, but I think that Derrick Henry got him there. I think if Derrick Henry wasn't on the Titans, I think it would be a completely different story. I don't even know if the Titans would be making the playoffs if Derrick Henry wasn't on the Titans. That's that's how much I think uh, Derrick Henry is of importance to Tennessee and the Tennessee Titans. Now, as for the Ravens go, in the next game, Lamar, in his postseason press conference, Lamar Jackson said he's never played in the snow, and they're forecasting snow in Buffalo. Um, but we'll talk about my prediction a little bit later. But I'm telling you, Derek, without Derrick Henry, the Titans – you know, man, I'd like to see the Titans without Derrick Henry because I don't even know that they'd make the playoffs. 43 total rushing yards. I mean, they held the Titans got within seven of the Ravens, but without Derrick Henry, you know, the Titans might be one of the, I don't want to say one of the worst teams in the league, but I don't think definitely wouldn't make the playoffs in my opinion without Derrick Henry on that team. Um, but nonetheless, again, congratulate, congratulations to the Ravens 20 to 13 over the Titans. Um, and our next game, the Buccaneers and the Washington football team, 31-23 Buccaneers, and they, uh, the Washington football team got within a score. They could have tied this game up and won the game. Uh, Tom Brady has 31 career playoff wins, most by a QB since 1950. Tom Brady just continues his amazing career, probably one, probably the best quarterback we've ever seen, um, if not one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. But I want to I want to start by talking about the Washington football team. Um, Landon says that the Titans would be a five win team at max, and I, I agree with that. You know, you you lose Derrick Henry, and whew, it's crazy. I don't even know what would happen. Um, but I want to I want to talk about the Washington football team for a second. The Washington football team got within one score, and that's you know of the Buccaneers. And people pegged this to be a blowout. The Washington defense played well. Their quarterback played well. Uh, Washington's quarterback played phenomenal um, in this game. It was it was amazing. I've never seen you know to come off the bench and play this game. I think it was the first game of his career. He he played absolutely amazing. Um, and you know not much more to say other than that. Uh, the Buccaneers looked pretty good, and Washington got within a score of them. You know that's and you know Tom Brady with thirty one career. Playoff wins or 33 or whatever the number was, you know, he, I'm not shocked. Tom Brady's a legend in this sport, and he'll go down as a legend in this sport. Um, but, the, again, Buccaneers uh, played well. The Washington football team played some great offense. Um, 31-23 Buccaneers, congratulations to them. Um, but the Washington football team surprised me in this game. And uh, now we're going to move on to the second game that I got wrong this week. Uh, the Rams over the Seahawks, 30-20. to Seattle gets their third home playoff loss in team history, second versus the Rams. This surprised me because I had pegged 
the uh, the Seahawks to win this game by I, I believe it was either three or seven. Um, the Seahawks looked really bad on offense. I mean, I have you know, especially in Seattle, I have never seen a defense handle Seattle as well as um, as well as the Rams defense handled Seattle this weekend. Landon, I know you don't want to hear this because you're a Seattle fan, but I mean, Seattle looked just really, really bad. DK Metcalf struggled. He was frustrated in that game. I think, you know, they should have gotten the ball to Tyler Lockett a lot more. Um, just all around, the Seahawks did not play well, in my opinion. The Rams defense played very well. And and for them to, for the Rams to be switching quarterbacks too, a lot of times that's a recipe for a loss. But Jared Goff came back. He played in a phenomenal game. And it carried the Rams to win a playoff game in Seattle, which is almost unheard of in the National Football League. And and to win by two scores, that's also unheard of in the National Football League. It's 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 just crazy. Um and Seattle, upon losing that game, they fired their offensive coordinator. Uh so maybe finding a new offensive coordinator is the uh is the answer for a guy like Russell Wilson um and that offense in Seattle. Because I don't think Seattle's a terrible team. And I don't think that the Rams, yeah, I think that the, I think the NFC West is a three team division. You're going to have three teams competing for that spot in the NFC West. Um, and that's the Cardinals, that's the Seahawks, and that's the Rams. No fans. That shows how much home field has an advantage. That's true because normally Seattle is rocking, especially in the playoffs. That stadium is one of the loudest in the leagues. Landon has a great point, you know, without any fans. That's a disadvantage to Seattle when you're playing in Seattle. Um, so that just shows how much the fans have an impact, um, especially when they're there in a stadium like uh, Seattle's stadium. Um, but the NFC West, that's a three-team division. I can see Seattle missing the playoffs uh, in years to come. If, if the Cardinals and the Rams keep improving, that's going to be a three-team fight to the finish uh, in that division. And I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what happens in the NFC West. Um, but again, Jared Goff played a great game. Uh, more importantly, the Rams defense played a great game. And maybe that'll carry over into their next game versus the Green Bay Packers uh, this coming weekend. Uh, nonetheless, 30-20 to 20, uh, Rams over the Seahawks. And now we're going to move to our final game of the weekend, the game that kicked off this weekend. Bills 27, Colts 24. Uh, I got this point margin right on the money, too. I said that the Bills were going to win this game by three. They get their first playoff win since 1995. And, you know, both teams played very well. Josh Allen, of course, he played very well. He's an MVP candidate. Uh, the Colts played very well. Phillip Rivers played well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor played well. And, you know, it was just a very fun game to watch. Stefan Diggs played well. Um, and, you know, the Bills are – if there is – now, everybody knows, if you've been following my podcast since the beginning of when I started this a couple months ago, if you've been following my podcast, you know that I have said since the beginning – that there is not a team in the AFC that can touch the Chiefs. And then I watched the back end of the uh, Buffalo Bills season. You want the team that could contend with the Kansas City Chiefs and could beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you got a team like the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills could slip into the Super Bowl. They could be a team that could beat the Chiefs. And I think uh, that that's going to be your AFC championship, Buffalo and the Chiefs. And that is just going to be one of the best games all season to watch. I would be so excited to watch Buffalo play Kansas City in the AFC Championship. 
Um, but the the Colts got this game close. They brought they brought it within uh, three points, and it's you know the Colts had a decent year. But when you're going up against a team like the Bills, excuse me, when you're going up against a team like the Bills, um, you know that's that's always going to be a tough win. And you know the Bills are just playing out of their minds right now. Um, get their first win, their playoff first playoff win since 1995, 27-24 over the Colts. So that was uh, I, I am uh, finished going over the scores for this weekend. I do want to look at the playoff picture and give you my predictions right now. First, we have the Browns and the Chiefs. This is going to be Sunday at 3:05. Um, and the Chiefs are the one seed. The Browns are the six seed. I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this game. Chiefs by seven. I would have said the Chiefs by ten, but the way the Browns played against the Steelers, they dominated the Steelers. And with getting Kevin Stefanski back, the Browns could be dangerous. I'm surprised. I'm not. I'm not taking the Chiefs by three and thinking that it could be a little bit closer. I'm going to take the Chiefs by seven in this game, and I think the Chiefs advance to their third straight AFC Championship. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Jones, the list goes on and on. Um, the Chiefs are going to get to their third straight AFC championship over the Browns by seven points this weekend. Our next game, oh, let me pull that up, Ravens and Bills. Ravens is the five seed. The Bills are the two seed. This is Saturday at 8.15 p.m. on NBC. This game uh, might be a lot closer than some people think. I'm going to take the Bills again by seven. Uh, Seven-point margin. Lamar's never played in the snow, as we've heard in the uh, post-press conference. Um, and that's going to that's gonna come back to hurt Lamar. And uh, the Bills are going to get the, the win by seven. I think the Bills advance to the AFC Championship. I think your AFC Championship is going to be the Chiefs and the Bills. And that has the potential to be game of the year. Um in uh, in the entire year, if they're counting playoff games. Uh, but that's going to be a very good AFC championship, if I'm correct, and the Chiefs and the Bills play. Uh, now to the NFC side of things. Saturday night or Saturday night at 4.35, we have the Rams uh, headed to Lambeau Field to play the Packers. Originally, if I hadn't, if, if the Rams' defense hadn't played as good as they did uh, last week, I would have said that the Packers would have won this one by seven. I'm going to stick with my pick with the Packers. I say the Packers are going to win this game by three. It's going to be a very, very close contested game. The Rams could win this game. We could see the Rams in the NFC Championship. Their defense has to show up. Their defense has to pressure Aaron Rodgers, and their defense needs to play like it's been playing all year. Aaron Donald must get to Aaron Rodgers early, and you have to uh, double-team Devontae Adams all game long. But... I am going to take the Packers by three. I think the Packers advance to the NFC Championship. Then we have the Buccaneers and the Saints. This is going to be a very good game. This is Sunday night at 6.40 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Brady and Breeze, matchup number three of the year. Um, They've seen each other two times already, and that might help the Buccaneers more than it helps the, uh, the, uh, the Saints. So I think that the Saints are going to win this game and I'm going to give the Saints the game, the win by seven. Seven points the Saints are going to win this game, making the AFC Championships, the Chiefs and the Bills, 
and the Saints and the Buccaneers. If I had to pick right now who was going to win these games, if if I get them right, if the Chiefs and the Bills go to the AFC Championship, uh, I would I would say that's a toss up. That is a toss up to me. And if the Saints and the Packers play in the NFC Championship, I give the edge to the Saints. I think that the Super Bowl uh, is at least going to have the New Orleans Saints in it. If I uh, if I'm correct about this, um, and Landon in the chat says Brady versus Brees needs to be on the History Channel. These two were old guys, man. This is Drew Brees last year. Um, that's that was reported earlier. Uh, 42 years old. He's had a Hall of Fame career. I don't know if it's going to be Tom Brady's last career. It very well could be or last uh, game. If he loses, it very well could be. Um, but that that was funny. It needs to be on the History Channel. Um, so that's it for talking about the playoff picture this week. And I do want to talk about one more thing, and that is the big news that came out of the NFL this week. If you're an NFL fan, you followed this. I know, you know, I have a lot of Philadelphia fans that I know, Philadelphia Eagles fans that I know. And uh, Landon says he thinks he's got one more year. I can see that. Um, but Philadelphia Eagles have fired Doug Peterson, um, who brought them their first Super Bowl. And uh, Doug Peterson had a winning record in his time in Philly. I believe he was there for three or four years, um, but he did bring them a Super Bowl. Maybe it was five. I can't. I can't exactly remember. Um, and here, here, here's my take. All right. I think after throwing the game in Week 17 against Washington, I didn't like that. I lost respect for Doug Peterson. I lost respect for the Eagles after that game uh, because you got to play the game with integrity. I don't think that Doug Peterson should have been the first to go. I think Howie Roseman should have been the first to go because Howie Roseman has not made very good moves. Howie Roseman has not drafted a Pro Bowl quarterback in I, – I, I can't even tell you how long that he – since he's drafted a Pro Bowl quarterback. Howie Roseman is not a good uh, fit for Philadelphia, and I think Howie Roseman should have gone before Doug Peterson went. Because you, you see a guy like Jalen Hurts. I would have given Doug Peterson one more year. I would have given him one more year to try and develop Jalen Hurts. That's my take. And I would have fired Howie Roseman this year. Nonetheless, um, Doug Peterson does get fired. And there will be a new coach in Philly starting the uh, starting next year. Lennon says he agrees. Uh, I would have lost the... I agree, though. I would have lost the game for that sixth pick. Sixth versus ninth with no playoff value, I think it's no question. I mean, but see, that's the thing. I don't I I don't think the ninth pick is much different from the sixth pick, in my opinion. Um because here's the thing. Moving from the again, moving from the ninth to sixth pick, that's not a big deal for me. They're still gonna have a top ten pick. And you, I, I would rather see them play the game with integrity. To pull a guy like Jalen Hurts who's had a heck of a year. If they would have started Jalen Hurts at the beginning of the year, if they would have pulled Carson Wentz, which we all knew wasn't going to happen, if they would have said, Carson Wentz, you're out for this year, we're going to see what Jalen Hurts can do. Jalen Hurts would be in the running for Rookie of the Year. He really would be. But I, I still think that mo- firing Doug Peterson is the wrong move. I think Howie Roseman should have been the first to go. Um, and that's where I end my show today. Um I mean, they need a receiver. Jamar Chase could drop to the sixth, but not the ninth. Well, that's true. Um, I do agree with you there, Landon. They do need a receiver, um, but we'll have to see what happens. Anyway, that is the uh, that concludes my show. 
for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, you want to hear more just like it, go ahead and tune in every Wednesday and Friday uh, right here on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, you find your podcasts. This has been your Wednesday edition, Super Wild Card Weekend edition of the RS Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys.